Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I'm your host, Downtown Boosie. This episode is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. Yeah, my voice might sound a little raspy, maybe a little sexy to you ladies. Who knows? Let me know. Tune in. Uh, chime in on that on Twitter. Um, we'll, we'll see. I, I know a lot of people hate it, though, but I feel like it makes me sound fucking sexy. But who knows? Um, yeah, plugging away. Cr- Credit to me for fucking battling through this bad head cold or whatever the fuck I have and just still podcasting out there. Me and Brett, what a duo. Speaking of Brett, what up, kid? What's up, dude? How's it going? It's been way too fucking long at this point. I know, I've been itching week, to get back talking to you. A week feels, I guess, technically two weeks since we last talked, but well, yeah. over the pod waves, it feels like forever because... Well, I mean, we do. It feels like we have a lot to catch up on, but it also feels like we don't really. I mean, we we got a great Bobby's Corner coming at you. 17 minutes long, folks. So fucking buckle in for that. That dude's fucking yeah, electric. Big one. Dude's uh, his six one still batting six for six. The dude's got fucking Instagram now. Got TikTok. I mean, we're blowing this bad boy up and we're we're making sure that this hashtag no beer safe between us three goes fucking viral. Um, Hell yeah. It's been cool seeing a lot of fans like interact with us with the hashtag. And um, hopefully that brings me to this is um, shout out to our boy, Ange. If you don't follow him, Born Bruin 77, uh, host of the Born Bruin podcast. Great fucking dude. He made us a sick video for our hashtag Boosie Bets. Obviously, since uh, I last recorded, betting has become legal in Massachusetts. I'm sure where you wherever Finally. you listen. I know uh, we're like, what? It's been in Ontario years? for like. Yeah, like if we in Canada, we get stuff so late, and it's been Ontario for like a year and a half. Yeah, it feels the, like the one thing that you get before us. So it's like that's the one thing I wanted before you. You guys can have the booze before us and all that, but it's like fuck, we no. can't even. It it was it was a struggle, but we finally have it. I've been fucking hot as hell, and uh, that's a new segment that um yeah, Ange made us a sick video of hashtag Boosie Bets for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, every game day, uh, me and Brett will two to three hours before puck drop, uh, maybe even a little bit closer as we're waiting on, like to see who the goalie is, who's in and who's out. We'll be putting our bets in. Uh, usually it'll just be like one each. Um, I hit mine last week. We came fucking close to yours last week with uh, Bertuzzi, right? Oh, Bertuzzi and <laughs> Bergeron hit the post and then Bertuzzi yeah. had a double doink. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then obviously, so close. I'm glad I fucking, I mean, we I, hit the under or we hit the over, though. We hit the over. We did. And it wasn't Which looking was promising. Good. Oh, I also did. No, I, didn't, I didn't put it out there, but I put no goal in the first 10 minutes. Cash that. So oh, your boy staying hot. Hit too. the over. Yeah. Someone actually responded to the video saying no goal in the first 10 minutes. I saw that. I saw I'm a, that. I'm a little nervous. I'm not, I'm staying away from that one today because. I don't know. I feel like the Bruins could just come out fucking buzzing. I mean, if if they've had too much, I mean, they're in fucking Winnipeg too. No offense, Bobby Bruce. Swayman's love you. Sw- sw- sorry, sorry. Go go go. Oh, Swayman in net tonight. Yeah, and I think he's gonna want to have a bounce back game. He has yeah. one of these random, really good games on the road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on these road trips. Like last year, we saw it for the first time when he went on the West Coast swing, and he just dominated. Like had one of the best numbers. He was like star of the week, and then it was like the comeback tour for Sway. Eventually, yeah. why why he won the seventh player award last year, which something we could get into later. The voting open for that, but um, yeah, I think Swayman steals you a game tonight. I think he stands on his head. That's yeah, why I went with the buy two. 
Yeah. Um, I also took the <laughs> yeah we took the under too, right? And that's why. Yeah, I think. So you're looking at a four two or is it six and a half or six tonight? I didn't even look. I just bet it. Uh, it's six and a half on FanDuel. Yes. Yeah. So you're looking at a four two or three one win or four one win. You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, I took him in regulation too, but we'll see. Shout out to um mark and steve over at black and gold podcast yeah. for getting that FanDuel sponsorship that's sick i'm fucking that's awesome because i've been using FanDuel up the wazoo since it fucking uh came out yeah i can use it up here too which is kind of dope so oh you can I, yeah FanDuel works up here <laughs> FanDuel, DraftKings, mgm uh, we have the score bet app we don't we can't get barstool our barstool is the score bet app they have like same odds it's owned by the same people oh yeah 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 i don't really like the barstool one um i've been using a lot the only thing that's good for it is like ra and grinelli are bruins fans and they're like widow odd like have a weird bruins one and you can get like crazy boosted odds like plus 700 for like bergeron to score bruins to win by two and bruins to win in regulation which is like if the Bruins are going to win by two, they're going to win in regulation. Yeah, right? they, they've they been hot and heavy with that one. I actually had one last night that, that you're talking about, the boosted one that they do. I don't even know where it is, but... It was RAs, I think, right? Well, I didn't take... Oh, there it is. I, I, I had 12 bucks left in my account, and I saw it. They didn't have a hockey one that I liked last night. So I saw this one. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to take it. If I lose 12 bucks, I lose 12 bucks. Otherwise, I win mm. 72 bucks. I took... James Harden, even though I don't watch basketball, James Harden make three plus three pointers against the Cavs in Arizona State to win uh, to beat Nevada, which they fucking crushed them. And so I hit that and I took over the weekend they had or no Tuesday. They had one, the one of the booster ones you were talking about. They had Pasternak to record over one and a half points in Bruins to win versus Chicago and Kings to win versus the Islanders. I don't even know if the Kings won that game. But it was at plus three fifty. They boosted it. So if I'm looking yeah. right now, not that I'm at, there's the problem is they're going to be fucking. They don't even have a spit and chicklets one today because they're going to be heavy. You know the tournament just started today, which I could give two shits yeah. about. Then there's twelve Bruins or there's twelve Bruins. There's twelve NHL games tonight. Yeah. So we have a. a I only bet on the Bruins tonight. I think. Uh, I forget. Dude, there's I some... took a couple. I took the Coyotes at home against Vancouver because they play well in the mullet. And mm-hmm. I took Ottawa at home against the Avalanche because I think they're gonna try and give like one last desperation shot at this playoff run. I think they take down Colorado tonight because they had a bad road trip. Yeah, they're finally back at home. But <laughs> that's speaking people, of bad road trips. I mean, yeah, this I was just of, gonna say. Yeah, this kind of leads us into our, so the Bruins for the first time all season has lost have lost back to back consecutive games. In regulation, right? I think that's what it is. Uh, consecutive yeah. games in regulation. One of them for which you were at, which we'll get into in a second. But before we get into that, I want to talk about Bruins Twitter. Bruins Twitter, I mean, Jesus Christ. You guys need some fucking Lorazem pan or some shit. Maybe a fucking edible. <laughs> like, fucking relax, guys. I mean, I had one person tweeting at Sky's me. Sky's falling. Yeah, I had one person tweeting at me. Like, if they keep playing like this, like... They're going to be a first round exit. I'm like, well, no oh, shit. Yeah, they play like tweet. this. They're going to be a first round exit. But as as weird as it is to say, 
I would rather the Bruins lose to these bad teams like this versus getting spanked by the good teams. Tampa, like you said in our uh, chat, Tampa, Mm -hmm. Hurricanes, Rangers, whatever. And a lot of Bruins fans are quickly forgetting that the Bruins are seven and three in their last 10. Um, This is like foreign territory for us this season too. talking about the Bruins losing back to back in regulation. I mean, yeah, Sunday was ugly, but it was a nice little comeback. It was just a little too late. Um, And Tuesday night, they couldn't hold down a fucking lead. I'm glad I fell asleep for the third because I didn't miss much. Um, Yeah, it was just it's so fucking aggravating. It's it's so hard not to reply to everyone. Like sometimes I just have too much time and I I just want to like reply all just shut the fuck up. Like it's not the end of the fucking world. And it's I don't know why it infuriates me as much as it does. It probably shouldn't. Maybe I should talk to my therapist about that. So I don't know. Maybe that'll be. I already got my therapy session out of the way this week, so maybe that'll be a topic of discussion <laughs> next week. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it, it. Yeah, it's a weird time to be a Bruins fan. Uh, fans are getting sick and tired of the rotation on the back end, and you you and me were talking about forwards getting some rest and uh, stuff like that. I imagine you might see something this weekend with another back to back. But I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on the last? I, last two games, I guess you can say. I won't even count Saturday because they won Saturday. I you see, this is the thing. I want to go back to the last four games. Like Ooh, I yeah. that that win on Saturday. Wait, what was the fourth game? What was the Thursday one? So they they lost against Edmonton three two, and that's where like this all started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I think it all started, and um, I don't know. Like even even in the Saturday game, like you hear Grizzly talk after the game I went to on Sunday. Um, I went back and watched the interviews. He was like, e- like when you lose games like this, Charlie Coyle said the same thing uh, the other day against Chicago. When you lose games like this, the game that you win on Saturday doesn't really mean as much because, yeah, you made a comeback win, but then you caught, duplicated the game two more times in a row and lost them. So it's yeah. like there's obviously some sort of losing pattern here. And I think it comes back to exactly what um, – What's it called? Montgomery said. He said it today in his press in his uh, presser. They they they've talked. They they had a night like they talked. They had a powwow. Then they had another night to think about it. And then today, when they came to the rink and discussed things, they talked about that they, they had a really open forum, I guess, in the locker room, and they talked about just how uh, they all agree that they've collectively taken their foot off the gas since they clinched the playoffs. You had he said you had people say things like. Um, like, you know, we haven't been in this situation before. 20 games left in the season, and none of them matter. Literally, none of them matter, like, at this point. As long as you're in the thing. I know you want home ice advantage. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, you want to win these games practiced for the playoffs. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, you're in. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. And so I, I just – I think it's just unfamiliar territory. I think they kind of needed a little losing skid like this. They kind of needed – to lose to bad teams like this, especially like you said, like you don't want them doing this against Toronto, Tampa, or Carolina, like three big matchups that we have coming up um, soon. So like that, that, and like you talked about the, the like resting players and stuff. Like I'd like to see Lauko finally get called up. I shout out to Lauren and the fucking uh, Lord of the Rings memes with Lauko. <laughs> Cause this guy's, He's ne- he's never gonna get to Boston. He might not ever get home to Providence either. So, I I just uh, I think you start 
you start resting these guys, especially in games that don't matter like this. Like I think they've over not overplayed their they just I don't know, they seem disinterested, they seem un disconnected, they seem like a lot of this things but one thing that they're not is a bad team and you know that they're going to get out of this and you know that it's just something that is is tough right now but this is what bad teams like ian from short shift had a tweet fuck this might take me a second i bookmarked it um for this re exact reason uh i'm gonna steal their they talked about this on Short Shift Podcast as well. The 20, uh, 2022 Avalanche lost six of their final seven games of the season. The 2021 uh, Lightning lost three, lost their last three games, including a back-to-back -back against Florida, their first-round matchup. The 2020 Lightning lost seven of their last 10 games. So when, what Ian says here, um, just quoting him twick quickly when the regular season uh no longer matters you have weird results so it's like you know it, this this happens to the best of the best and when i say the best of the best i mean like yeah tampa and colorado and these teams that had just went like colorado lost two games in the playoffs last year you know what i mean after losing six of their last seven so it's like we might see a lot of losses and a lot of disinterest play coming up but what matters is for to me game like 74 to 77 or 78 that you have your full lineup playing like like okay so i want your game one playoff roster playing toronto carolina tampa there's three games right there and then like two other games against what maybe west coast playoff teams right before the playoffs and then the last two to three games before the playoffs you don't play anybody not a single fucking player that is in your top six or your top four. If you can do it, I don't know how. I'm not a capologist. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a wizard. I don't know the magic spells, but that's my take on um, this losing skid so far. And yeah. I don't know if you want me to go into. The, I'll I'll let you say a couple of things because I need to wet my whistle. But then I'll <laughs> go into watching this team lose live and just just some things that I picked out as as um, as like you know just the armchair coach in the stand no 100 and i got a few things before you go on about that is i 100 agree with you i want to see your starting lineup your potential i mean obviously barring injuries i don't who knows if hall will be back by then felino obviously won't be it sounds like um hall is kind of a mystery right now but yeah i kind of hate this limbo thing with hall right now man yeah i just want to fucking know if he's skating or not because so i'm the, hearing stuff from people different from what's being reported in like the boston globe so like and i just want to like like i wasn't I, somebody was like yo you're being kind of harsh at kevin dupont that's not what i was just joking in my tweet you know like i was just yeah. being a shithead about it but it's just <laughs> like i just want to know if he's skating that's it yeah you know? it's kind of crazy that you, like you legit cannot get word on it i'd imagine he is if that was like kind of the report and Montgomery and the team itself have kind of been a little sketchy about announcing players. Someone said back. he did skate. He did skate. Yeah. And it sounds like, cause it, it sounds like he got encouraging news and it sounds like he's back on the ice and it sounds like he could possibly be back for that first home game, March 21st. Uh, I don't even know who they play, but I think it's Ottawa, but it, I think you put here real quick. I think you put him in those games, those three I mentioned and like two to three other, and then sit him again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't like, 
overwork Over, and don't rush yeah. him back. You have that luxury, which a lot of fans are seem to be forgetting. And like fans want to fucking blow up, blow up this roster, blow up this team, and they're forgetting that you're missing two major key factors. Like I love Trent Frederick, but when you get Bertuzzi and Hall on the on the wings with Coyle, like that's a scary fucking line, and like that's a totally different team that you'll be seeing and that that's going to be the thing it's going to create this internal battle when Felino does come back because that's a guy who's having a hell of a season that you want in night in and night out on that roster so it's going to be guys like no sick i don't um who's the other fucking winger on the fourth line jesus hathaway hathaway yeah he's not coming out of the lineup so no. it's it's probably no sick and frederick well see this is the thing so in my eyes, you have to keep Felino out until if if it's if it's as bad as it looks with the picture with that huge ass brace he was wearing, oh, and yeah. you you know you can bring him back maybe a game or two before the playoffs. Don't keep him out because you're gonna lose Greer in the waiver wire because it, and that's just who's going through the waiver wire. If if Felino's back and has to come back in the roster, you're not putting F- Freddie through it. He just became your 13th forward. You're not putting Zaboro through it. They could have all year and they didn't, not once. So you know it's not going to happen. And like who what are you going to put Clifton or Forbert guys that like <laughs> you know what I mean? Grizzly, you're going to put those guys through the waiver wire. I guess you could put yeah. Nosik through the waiver wire, but that's really fucking sketchy to do too. So in my eyes you know, Felino or Hall are out until game one of the playoffs because that's the only way you can get away around uh, sending Greer down. And like they were talking about it on short. But can't shift, uh, can't you bring up? Uh, can't you activate Hall again and put Felino officially on LTIR and your your cap placement? You can. It's just yeah, because like roster spots don't matter anymore. I don't think right. Well, after no, they, the trade they, deadline. No, they still do. Do they? You have to. You can't go past a twenty-three man roster. I thought oh, somebody. Oh, that. Yeah, I think oh, you can. As long sure. as you're, as long as you're cap compliant, I think you can have as many players up as you want now. Oh, okay. So, which obviously they're not, because I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Like that's what I was saying about the Greer thing. It's not about and you can't send the ball down. Yeah, it's not a number game. It's a cash ball. number game. Yeah. yeah. And you would need that like 800k that Greer makes because I'm pretty sure that's what would. But then it's like, yeah, it's so tough. If you if you send Zaboro or Greer down, they're getting fucking picked up right away. Basically, any player they send down that's uh, not waiver eligible, they're gonna. And that's why that's why Laukos keeps getting called up on emergency basis because that means if someone gets injured during the game he can now replace that person on the roster without being an actual transition that comes up and down from the AHL because we only have four left. I don't know if that's four individual players or four call-ups at all. Well, I thought with the emergency call-up, you can use as much as you want. Yeah, but they have to be like brought up and sent down before the game's over. If there's no penalties or like it's it's somebody I saw some yeah it's like some crazy shit they're doing right now. It's literally insurance for the road trip. So if they have yeah, to shoot yeah. Lauco, that's up, just right? a they wouldn't do it if it was if it was if they were at home right now. They probably wouldn't be doing this. It's the fact that they're on the road trip and they don't want to get screwed playing eleven and seven or even worse like eleven and yeah six. So they do yeah. have a lot to figure out, but 
we can worry about that when that day comes. Well, I guess we'll have a better idea uh, this time next week when we talk to see if Hall actually does play or not on the 21st, as he's like, as you've kind of heard and seen rumors of it. So it's kind of wait and see with that. But for now, you got the team that you have right now. You're rolling with it. Time to get back in the win column tonight against Winnipeg. Our boy Bobby Bruski is going to there. But before we shoot it over to Bobby Bruski's corner because he brings up a lot of good points, I want to hear your thoughts because I think we kind of have similar thoughts uh, when it comes to Pasternak. Um, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on seeing the game itself. I want to just hear about your experience because that's your first NHL game in, how, what, three years, you said? Yeah, yeah, since, since the – uh december before covid so the covid covid was like in march or whatever when it like started yeah. to shut down and stuff so it was the Dece- that december before uh, i went to go see uh the bruins play in ottawa around my birthday and they ottawa this anthony duclair was on the senators oh, at the shit. time hey he scored a hat trick <laughs> and he just dunked on me it was brutal <laughs> but no uh shit. Yeah, so I I don't have the best luck going to Bruins games right now. I don't know what's going on. I gotta I gotta figure out this mojo. But started out, I should have known the day was gonna be rough right up from the start, dude. I get we get across the border. I go to open my wallet to uh, buy some Dunkin' Donuts on the other side of the fucking border because I you know I had to get that. Yeah, shit. yeah. And I look down. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't bring. I fucking put my. Um, passport in my new passport holder which i had all my american money in my old passport holder so i had to fucking deal with the no money situation which was awesome at a sporting event um right then and there i should have known that the day was at a rise but we got to the arena it was it was pretty good we like it's it's a nice arena uh little caesars it at the pizza box whatever they call it it's really loud in there Um, i heard it's awesome yeah, it's really big. It's uh, it's laid out like really nice, just like clean cut. They've got a lot of cool history, memorabilia and stuff. Uh, nice store, but yeah, we were like walking up to the game, and this kid's just like hanging out of this out of his truck. He's just, like, "The Bruins fucking suck," and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, we're in Detroit, dude. Like we're we're here." Uh, so we get inside. We went down to warm ups. Uh, shout out to Shan. I saw her down there. She, linked me this dope ass hat which was awesome of her she got it from the pro shop in boston so thank you for that and it was like cool seeing warm-ups dude and like seeing how these guys because like i haven't in years right and like past is all grown up now it's just oh, like yeah. <laughs> it's just like weird you know like grizz like grizzlick mcavoy they're all just like so much older like there isn't really many rookies on the team anymore you know where it was like full of young guys before so yeah it was cool to get down there i was with uh my dad's buddy's kids like he was getting pucks from Walmart and stuff so it was just dude Walmart <laughs> is like a transformer eh? this guy is huge who's this he's mad Allmark. oh yeah he's he's like sneaky massive dude dude he's so big i couldn't What's believe he, six how, four yeah like i couldn't believe how big his pads were it just like it I don't know. It was just awesome seeing the guys like that mess around and warm up. Definitely like, is like no matter how old you get or like just as being a fan of the game, like it is so cool. Like when I go to Bruins practices, yeah, six four two fifteen. Sheesh. Um, yeah. When I go to Bruins practices, when I just go to games itself, because obviously I go frequently um, watching warm ups or just like watching from like the nosebleeds or the load seats wherever I'm fucking sitting. It's it is just cool to see how fast the game is 
it's just mm-hmm. totally different in person. Yeah, like that that was my thing. It's just like what just like being down at the ice level, like just I don't know. After COVID, just like having it all you know, like when you when you when COVID was going on, you had that thought, like, are we ever gonna see live sports again? Yeah, like I it know. got pretty dark for a bit, you know? And yeah. then it's just like I'm standing in this building watching my favorite team again. And it was like cool because I've never been to this building before. It was just like a awesome experience. Um the staff there were like awesome too they they like i don't know that you they got us like better seats and stuff it was just a really cool experience i couldn't say anything but then the game i can i couldn't say anything bad about being there the the fans were cool a lot of people chirping me for my marshy all-star jersey they're like why are you wearing an all-star marshy jersey like i he hates the fucking all-star game i was just like <laughs> chirping back i'm like no he just doesn't want it to come to this shit alone. yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but really nice arena i would be i wouldn't be surprised if they did give them the all-star game i know it would be a shitty location but they the to like show off the arena and the way that NHL gives out cookies like that and Gary Batman, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyways, the game itself was we were off to a rough start right away. Like McAvoy rang one right off the post, like right in front of me. And I was like, oh fuck, it's gonna be one of those days. Like right when I saw that, I just like Billy Huso just like whizzed right by his ear. And you could like I could feel the like vibration off the post how hard he shot that yeah. puck and i was like man we're gonna have to fight for every single goal who still played a hell of a game that day too he did he did and um yeah and then obviously the 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 good the goal that i'm just gonna go to right away is the cider goal like great oh. goal by cider great <laughs> great read i watched it right when Pasternak did like his pirouette I was like he's gonna pass this right to Cider I knew it right away just like watching knowing hockey and just like watching it live it's so different I was saying to you the Pasternak turnovers live hit different like when you see them on TV you don't see the full extent of these turnovers like when you're above the ice like 10 rows up feeling the atmosphere and you you know that he's gonna pass this puck just because you've watched this guy do this a hundred fucking times and you're like no 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 and he passes it it's just like it, it's a different feeling <laughs> and having cider go down and just bury bar down like i'd like stood up and clapped i was like that was a sick goal dude it like, was I'm a nice gonna... move let me ask yeah. you this as we're like on the Pasternak turnovers and i put out a tweet that night um that actually like yeah dude billy jaffe and razor were talking about it this morning i'm pretty sure they were talking about your tweet oh no shit i yeah because they were talking they were like do you see that they said something about twitter and like do you see that like whatever that picture someone put up about like the most turnovers in the league and i was just like yo i swear they're talking about boozy oh they gotta be because hockeypatrol.com used my tweet yeah Um, granted i spelt breathe wrong but that's why i podcast and not mistakes (laughs) stay in the pod yeah yeah um i was also a few beers deep in there um but no they brought it so they brought up that tweet and i think it's an important tweet to touch on like yeah like he's a few giveaways ahead of like guys like malkin and carlson so guys if you look at the league leaders like i tweeted out like they are guys that constantly have the puck on their stick they're game changers and it ever trying to make plays they're always trying to make plays these guys um yeah no exactly and like it seems like ever since he got that deal that 
he's been trying. Maybe he feels a little bit of pressure because he has all that money now locked up in the future that maybe he's trying a little too much where he has to kind of simplify his game because he does make he does make amazing like plays and like his two way game has gotten better. He doesn't get enough credit for that, but his giveaways have been noticeably terrible as a late. And if I have a feeling if it wasn't for the last, say what, three or four games, maybe even five that if it weren't for those, then he would probably be in the top five. I wouldn't say he would be the league leader. Yeah. But He's obviously he's number one right now and whatnot, but um, well, it's like it's like that thing. Like if you're gonna praise him for like his accomplishments and his points, like you have to also be able to critique him when he still puts up points but is playing horribly because he's a point machine. Like that's this the price you have to pay. Yeah, so like enough. this is you're you're paying him eleven point two five to put up fucking points, not stop the puck. You know what I mean? Like for fuck's sake, so, the best player in the fucking world is on that list. Let me pop it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. McDavid is tenth, I think. Yeah, he's tenth on the list. I mean, granted, he's like twenty four off from Pasternak, but uh, Connor McDavid's a fucking freak of nature. Like it's a little bit hard. I and granted, I mean, the Bruins did a great job against McDavid Thursday night. Shut but him and the burger flipper down. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously their fucking depth fucked us. But yes, like you got guys like Panarin, you have Eric Carlson, Malkin, Nikita Kucherov, Drysaddle. They're all up there. They're all all guys trying to make, and they're all guys trying to make plays every night. Like these are guys looking to make that pass, the the pass that (laughs) nobody else can see, or like the play. Like I I don't like Kucherov, but like the there was like last week him and Braden Point in overtime, like. Uh, Kucherov made this like play where he like completely he faked everybody out announcers and everything and the only person he didn't fake out was point because point plays with him in practice and he knows like if he can get this to me it's a goal if if not it's going the other way and you could like kind of see him just like hovering around because that's like why players like Bergeron work so well with Pasternak because it's like he's just floating around Pasternak waiting for him to make a mistake so he can like help his air and that's where you see that's probably why you notice it more this year is because he's playing with a guy like David Krejci who is all like Zaka is the Bergeron on that line and he's still learning how to be a Bergeron if that makes yep. sense like no, you know what, what I mean saying. yeah he's Bergeron light if you will like and it it, it, it just <laughs> so now you got Krejci and Pasternak doing the same thing and you got a guy new to this whole uh, picking up other players' mistakes thing in Zaka, who's like, holy shit, some nights. You know what I mean? And it makes it does make Zaka look bad at times too, because it's like sometimes he's trying to just like be offensive and like unlock this new, uh, this new offensive touch that he. Yeah, has. I mean, go but, back but, to Tuesday night. That, yeah, that backhand pass to Brusk had him, and he fucking missed the net. Like yeah. he had a nice open play. He had all the time in the world. I plays like that. <clears throat> I think sometimes Zaka's head's just like too much you know what i mean like there's like too much going on like for him to compute at this level in his career like he's still learning how to break down okay i can go make this play but if pasternak fucks this up i need to be over here almost so i can still make the play and i know i'm I'm making hand gestures to you and no one else can see this but you know (laughs) they would be just like dropping back in the zone so you can still make the play but also cover for pasta where it's like it's gonna go through learning curves and like the next however many years Zach and Pasta are most likely going to play together going forward. So it's like, this is the beginning of something that they're trying to figure out. I get it. 
it's just when you watch those turnovers live and like his body language which his body oh, language sometimes after he makes these turnovers it's just like i hear the coach in the back of my head like don't sulk on your way back to the bench you know yeah. like you always had that one coach that was just like body language like you don't let the other team know because i think the other team gets it in their head like oh we're under his skin at this point and like they just you know they're on him like a fly on race at that point and they're just like over correcting so i i don't know it it was a tough game to watch all in all it was nice <laughs> to see them battle back at, at at points like matt grizzlick had himself a great game after having a tough game nice the game before game. Yeah, yeah really good um jake debrusque when he when he uh poked that puck he poked it like five or sorry 15 feet like in front of me right on the ice and i just stood up right away because i was like oh he's gonna do that thing he does where he pulls it back and he just cocks it so that was cool to see live because debrus like one of my favorite players and um like to see him do his signature move live was really cool stunned yeah. the whole arena it was cool there was this guy like five rows behind me that every time <laughs> the Bruins scored and they were like making the comeback I was like oh the comeback is real uh oh like I'm yeah. just being a drunk I'm just being a just being like a, a mass hole but the Ontario version if that makes sense there's this one guy just kept pointing back up at him I'm like you dude and he's like no fucking you we're just going <laughs> off it, it was it was a blast um the people were great in the arena every every single person that like said something to me after the game was like you guys have 16 losses all year so like i don't you, you know like we're we're just happy to like win against you guys in this historic season not nobody was like rude i had one guy there was one guy who worked at the arena that was like uh chirping me because the bruins were losing like 4-1 at this point and i just turned around i'm like sorry how many losses do we have this year and like are yeah. you guys going to the playoffs or <laughs> and even the workers are just like oh i'm like yeah all right, man. Like, see you later. I'll take my uh, free. I grabbed a free koozie and I just walked the fuck out of there. Oh but hell I yeah! Kept my, I kept my head head held high. I had a good time. Ran into a couple uh Bruins faithful. Uh, Alessandra ran into her. She I watched her get a dope or her dope interaction with Freddie. She got a puck. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was a good game all in all, except for the Bruins losing. And then. Yeah, and as we're about to shoot it over to Bobby's corner, but he does mention how like you guys, you and uh, Shan were there, couldn't get the couldn't get the win. I think Shannon's only seen uh, one win since she's been over here, so it's been a bit of a rough start for her. Dude, I haven't seen a win since Krug was on the team. Holy shit! Yeah, we need to get your boy a win. Hey, maybe Bobby <laughs> can bring some fucking luck this year, and we can try to get you uh or get bring us some luck. Uh, tonight and he can yeah. fucking he i mean the dude made a tiktok so maybe he can share the love with all of us but we'll try to get you down here for a fucking playoff game so we can really embrace a uh a bruins win especially in the playoffs but going back to i don't to, think i've i don't know if i've seen a game in the in the new garden <laughs> i'm pretty sure the last game i saw was in the old garden which is wild because i've only seen them on the road right I've yeah that, gone... yeah that's true yeah, Fuck, so we gotta I fix just, that. I was just eh? thinking about that. Well, I know we've already talked about going to Buffalo next year. Um, yeah, obviously when make the schedule that an only comes Bruins down, trip. Yeah, um, 
when that schedule comes out, we'll obviously interact with you guys about it too. And something and maybe a lot of people can put on the calendar and we can have some fucking fun with that. But going back to Pasternak real quick and his giveaways and and all and his um his demeanor and and all that when when he coughs up the puck and has another turnover. You guys have to remember like how far this player has actually come. I mean, his first year in the NHL the fucking a, a player would sneeze on him and he looked like Bambi on the fucking ice and he had a tough time with puck control and you can see it literally gets better every single fucking season but if you go back to that 2014 NHL draft he was drafted Pasternak was drafted 25th overall by the Bruins which is an absolute stale because if you go back and look at that draft he would probably be I would think second overall after Dreisaitl and that I don't know. Maybe I would think second overall after Drysaddle and before Ekblad. Um, if they were to redraft that 2014 draft, I mean, you, you got guys like Dylan Lark in there too. But I mean, hold on, <laughs> fucking Nick Richie, Nick fucking Richie was drafted before Pasternak. How much do you think Anaheim's fucking regretting that? And he's a better player than uh, William Nylander. I was just gonna say William Nylander would be the only guy. Kevin Fiala would be up there. Fiala's Fiala's a fucking great player. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like go, looking at the first round, I don't know about second round names. Uh, but just looking at like the first round, like eyeballing it real quick, I would have him for sure in my top three, and I w- would probably take him second overall. No, he yeah he if you redrafted, it would go, uh, Dryside Pasternak, Ekblad. Would he yeah. go? Back? No, it'd probably, probably. go Nylander. And Nylander, then Ekblad, yeah. And then I'd say probably Fiala after that. The really yeah. curious one to me is um, Thatcher Demko in the second round. I wonder, a lot of people would probably have him top 10. Oh, yeah, Only with how was, yeah, he would definitely make top 10, top 15 for sure. I mean, Son- yeah. Sonny Milano has, hasn't, he's a BC boy too, and he hasn't done shit with his career, which, what, you know, you got Alex kind Tuck of a there. shitty draft, eh? Yeah, it like really isn't put, that deep. You'd put Larkin up there, and then, like, you got guys like Ho Sang being, Jared Jared McCann's actually been pretty good, like Kapanen, Fabry, D'Angelo, just a bunch of guys that, like, kind of didn't really plan out. Brandon Lemieux, Barbashev, <laughs> like, for where they were picked. I guess there's still good NHL players. I just mean, like, if you're what the fact that they got what's crazy too is they weren't gonna pick Pasternak with that pick. There's the, the similar stories with that and um McAvoy, they weren't gonna pick McAvoy, and then someone like strong armed them into picking McAvoy. Same thing with Pasternak, he got injured at World Juniors or around there or something like that. And then, uh, like they, the, the Bruins, I guess the Bruins scouting staff didn't really want to pick him, but enough people strong armed the GMs at the time. Jeez. I think it was Shirelli, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. That was Shirelli's last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Because the next what year was obviously him, 2015. Man. Yeah, the next year was 2015, and that's that was Sweeney's first year, where obviously everyone knows the 2015 draft. But if if you go all the way back to his first NHL season and the progress that he's made now, you'll see how massively different it is. How much he's improved, and he's still a young player. He's going to improve every year. I don't think he's a guy who's just going to fucking cash it in with his paycheck. Uh, you don't Dude, see a lot of hockey players do that. He, he's seven. You, you see D, D 
do that more than anything, but it's because of the way D are put their paid and their structure schedule. Like that's why they locked up McAvoy when they did, because if they didn't, did another bridge deal or whatever, it probably would have been like, imagine if you had to sign Lindholm this year. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. He easily ate <laughs> and like and the cap, like they said, it's probably only gonna go up a million next year, which is so horseshit. There is there is a possibility though. Um Yeah, to... it's cause Batman's holding what's what's happening is the 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 fucking league is gonna somehow make it so that the players have to pay for this Bally sports bullshit that he fucked around in that deal and now it's that company's going bankrupt or whatever. And I guarantee he's gonna strike a deal with the NHLPA that they'll up the salary cap if you know they'll help pay some of this money off and shit like that because yeah gary, gary batman is just a weasel like that uh, i don't know i i also put a poll out about his stupid statement and how he said oh like uh divisional playoffs oh yeah let's, work, let's talk about blah, blah, blah. that real quick before we shoot it over to bobby's corner yeah like what i'll tell you the exact percentages of this yeah, so out of 210 votes, 88% of people want eight through or one through eight conference seating, and only 12% of people wanted divisional playoffs. What the fuck is this guy smoking? It's the same thing was that he was like, the ads boards are great and people love them. What? Honestly, the ad, I don't I don't like, mind them now. I don't, I don't mind, mind them mind now. Them. It's just the bugs they should have worked out in fucking preseason. I didn't yeah. like how like Marshawn could drag the boards off the boards like th- that's what i didn't like about it if you don't yeah just i don't know i don't like being fed like that like oh you guys love this and it, there hasn't been one fumble yet it's like no just like admit you guys did this kind of the wrong way and that you guys are going to work through it it's easier saying shit that way than being like no our fans love it and we're going to jam it down their throats okay well whatever. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, that's I know it's it, and that's kind of like where I stand with the NHL draft, too, because he is so persistent, persistent on, <laughs> excuse me, on keeping Arizona in Arizona. He wants it to work so bad. And that's why I think that's why I think like Bedard will somehow end up to be a coyote, even though the coyotes have been kind of buzzing lately. Yeah, but, I was going to say it'd be a and, huge rigging. So someone tweeted at me, though, saying, uh, if if it was rigged, he would have went to Arizona, where not necessarily because that's a time when Toronto really needed a guy like uh, Austin Matthews. They needed and, that more because Toronto's, you know, it's the Toronto fucking Maple Leafs. When they're good, the the it's good for the NHL. It makes yeah. it fun for the NHL because everyone that's not a Toronto Leafs fan just has a fucking blast with it because they have a hell of a regular season, then they fucking suck a dick in the playoffs, and it's just. It's great to see this year could be a different story. Hopefully not knock on wood. So that one made sense. And I can understand where that person was coming from, but I, I truly do believe that somehow Connor Bedard is going to be playing at fucking on a, in a college arena next year. Speaking of coyotes too, and not that it's a big deal, but they just signed uh Shane Doan's uh, son to three yeah, year entry that. level contract. So that's kind of cool. Keeping it in the family. Love to see that. Which, but Which is weird. Cause they just like dicked him around. And like his job in front office, like I, I heard that it, like he doesn't work with the team anymore after they asked him to come back because like things, things, the, the relationship was like skewed. And then they asked him to come back. He came back. They picked his son in the draft. And then like apparently the relationship got, ship got 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's and now right. he's like, now he might be going for the Philadelphia Flyers like president's job. And I'm like, what? That's like what I heard on Thirty Two Thoughts. Fuck, Danny Breer might be out of the fucking GM spot with his shitbag son. Holy fuck! I know, man. That's, what the? What a that was piece that was tough. Just just another privileged white piece of shit hockey player. I don't know. Maybe I didn't have to say white piece of shit hockey player, but <laughs> you see. You see a lot of these privileged fucks, like especially when, you, trust when your fund dad kids. was yeah, when your dad was someone, you feel like you can get away with anything. So his dad has to put out a statement for him, grow some fucking balls, pay the consequences, and fucking eat a dick. Like that I I just hate people like that. And so many people oh, yeah. are commenting, like, oh, it was the wheelchair was just there. Who knows if someone was actually using it, blah blah blah. The then girl the, came out and made a statement. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> people like, are saying the they're scamming people for, with the GoFundMe. Yada yada yada. It's like just she's clearly missing a fucking leg, dude. Like I don't yeah. know. It, I, then again, it is Twitter. Sometimes I have to remind myself that's fucking Twitter, and people just fucking suck. Yeah, man, but it, it speaking that, of not, that was sucking, brutal. Yeah, that was tough to see. But let's let's brighten. Let's uh, raise our mood a little bit. That got a little dark real quick. So mm. we're gonna we're gonna introduce you guys. Not introduce because you guys are well aware of it. But we're gonna shoot you guys over too. Bobby's Corner. Enjoy, folks. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Broski. What's going on? It's your boy. Welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner. Proudly brought to you by Only Bruins and Black and Gold Productions. How we feeling, baby? How we doing? You on your morning walk? You driving to work? What are you doing? You crushing a couple cold ones before the game? I'm happy to join you. I'm going to crush a cold one while I record this for you. A little Wednesday night madness. Getting ready for the big game tomorrow night. We'll talk about that outcome next week. But Bobby Brewskis and the Boston Bruins are going to be in the same building, baby. You could guarantee that no beer is safe. little radar love for you while we're at it. One of the many tunes from my childhood that still get me fucking going. And I need it, man. Is this train I'm on? It don't look like it's slowing down until maybe the end of June. But that's okay. I can dig it. Saturday, though, man. I hope you guys had fun on Saturday because I was busy. I was just absolutely slammed. Couldn't even find a minute to watch a little bit of the game. All I know is we won and Hathaway scored his first goal as a Boston Bruin. Maybe you're sick of me talking about Hathaway. Maybe you're absolutely exhausted about me talking about Orlov. Alan, I'm sorry I text you almost every week. I snap you almost every day. I'm writing love letters to you because I know you love the caps. I am fucking head over heels for Orlov. Like, it wasn't that long ago where we couldn't even bribe a win against the Capitals. This dude, these dudes, these fucking boys, man, they used to terrorize us. And now they're wearing our jersey and they're terrorizing other teams. Like, this is the sickest reality that we're in. Not only that, we clinched a fucking playoff spot on Saturday. I don't know about you, but when I got home late, I was like, yeah, 
I put on a jersey. I went to go crack open a beer. I was going to rewatch this game. I got to lure it out. I got the call. The boys wanted to go out. I thought, well, I'm going to save this game for later. I know it's a good one. I know we win. Maybe I'll save it for when I'm bummed out and I have three hours to kill. So I headed out to Shandy's Irish and Pub with the crew. Man. Okay band. Good beers. Good people. Good crowd. Crushed a couple cold ones. Always excellent at Shanty's. Had to celebrate clinching the playoffs, baby. Wore the Bergeron jersey out. It's having dudes come up to me, fucking fist bumping, fucking chanting, go bees, go. It, man, it's awesome. Considering the beginning of the season, we didn't know what March would look like. The fact that it was March 11th and we were the first team to do the thing. Where we were like, we'll be at the table, we'll be waiting for you. Fucking A, man. After a couple of channies, for whatever reason, though, the crew decided to head to Elephant and Castle. Um, now, bear in mind, you, I lived in Winnipeg for almost 30 years. All right, only for one of the years I lived in Toronto. The only thing I know about Elephant and Castle is it's a block away from one of my favorite stops, and Coldplay went there once. To say that it's a, not a watering hole I'd visit is an understatement. Okay. Okay place, great staff, but yeah, it wasn't my vibe. Some dude, though, at the bar who was obviously fucking gone. He was on a universe that I was trying to get to. I was trying to catch up to this dude. He went outside, smoked a dart at lightning speed. We had to let him back in because I guess they locked the door for last call. This dude gets in, and he's a goddamn wrecking ball. He's yelling, he's screaming, he's sitting CCR when they're not even fucking playing. Ordered everyone in the bar a round of shots. I never got my shot. So if anyone at Elephant Castle is listening, if you have any pull there, I'm not coming back ever again unless you promise me my shot at Jameson. Now, I didn't go to I didn't give a homeless guy 200 bucks. I didn't take an Uber to the wrong destination, but I did make one more pit stop on the way home, okay? I went to the toad in the hole. If you know, you fucking know. So my guy Sam at the whiskey bar, as soon as I walked up, he just cracked a laugh, looked at me and said, you're never going to take off that goddamn jersey, are you? And I said, my God, it's almost annoying how good we are. He said, annoying. And I said, yeah, like, I'm in this fucking podcast. And every week I talk about how we've won, how we are going to win, how we just continue to win. Like... It's almost like we could rename the podcast. Give it a nickname. It's Bobby's Corner on Only Fucking Wins. Fucking, if you're listening, Sam, cheers to you. Anyway, everyone at the Toad, man, love you guys. You're the absolute shit. Cannot wait to crush some fucking beers and watch some playoff hockey there this spring. Um, with irony, though, and with life being poetic as fuck, woke up Sunday morning, put on some coffee, Watched the Red Wings and the Bruins. Coffee turned into beer. Beer turned into sadness because we lost. <laughs> and it sucks. And the only reason why I'm going to say that loss sucks is because not only was Shan there all the way from across the pond, mind you. She's only seen one Bruins win in her life. But our boy fucking Brett was in the audience holding court. He absolutely held down half the Little Caesars arena. And the boys couldn't get it done for them. So, 
I'm going to have to go extra hard tomorrow night for those two because Shan thinks that they start playing like shit as soon as she set foot in the States. Whether or not or something's there, I don't know. Fuck, man. That sucks for Brett, though. Brett got that sick-ass Bruins hat, though. It's the purple dad hat that I guess is part of the Pride collection that, for whatever reason, I can't find online. So if you got a link, man, shoot it to me. Bobby Brewskis. Speaking about the homies, though, I did a little AMA earlier. I answered a few of them, but I thought I'd save some for the pod. Um, if I'm butchering this, you could fucking send me a death note. But we're going to go with Thana, Ollimark. I hope I got that right. Um, they're asking which Western team would I'd like to see in a possible Stanley Cup final against the Boston Bruins and which one I actually think will be there. Now, I'm going to expand on this a little bit because I'm going to add in a perfect world scenario. The perfect world scenario being that the Winnipeg Jets make it to the Cup final because I'm selfish and I live 10 minutes away from Canada Life Place, Bell, MTS Place, MTS Center, whatever they're calling it now. Be really cheap for me to go to a Cup final game. It would still cost me $1,000 most likely, but either way, I can just walk down the street and go to it. But trusting the Jets to make it to the Cup Finals, like trusting a serial cheerleader, not to cheat. So it's just not going to happen. What team do I want them to play? I'm a sucker for storylines. I'm a sucker for poetry. Now, Brad had an interview with Greg Rashinsky of ESPN, I think last week or the week before. But I'm going to read you a quote from it. With coach Jim Montgomery coming in and giving a new refreshing look to the group, I think some of the younger guys kind of eased up a little bit and are feeling good about themselves. To have a deep team that can make a good run, that's always what you need. Young guys that are able to thrive and do well. We have that this year with guys that have really broken out of the shell. Frederick's having a really good year. Clifton is coming to his own. So the depth we have has really pushed us to win a lot of games. Now... I don't know if you know this, maybe you do, but in 2019, Kadri cross-checked DeBrusque in the face. We all know that play. What a lot of people don't know is that DeBrusque actually suffered a concussion through that play, and that bothered him throughout the rest of the playoffs. So he was lights out in the Toronto series, he had some moments, but it just wasn't the Jake DeBrusque that we came to know. And that always bothered me that potentially the only shot he had at the Cup he wasn't fully healthy for and it's always one of those what ifs you have maybe we lose the cup four to two maybe when we win the five to four who knows either way jake obviously requested a trade last season and it was pretty clear why he did now a vegas boston final would be huge for the league the networks would be all over it it's jimbo who whose team eliminated Vegas when he took the leave of absence. But it'd be Jimbo versus Butch. Um, and it'd be awesome for Jake to get a second chance at the Cup. And not only that, but he gets to fucking shake Bruce Cassidy's hand as he wins the goddamn thing. More or less proving him wrong. That'd be awesome. That's the team I want to play. The team I think we're going to play, and it's because, yes, I believe they could beat the Colorado Avalanche in a seven-round, seven-game series. Because they've done it before and they're just a healthier team, more or less. It's the Dallas Stars. I think I said it when we played them on the uh, Siblings Road Trip. But Dallas just has this buzz to them. They've got something to them that just is special and is also terrifying. Jake Ottinger is the real deal. 
and he's kind of their answer for our Allmark. I look at Miro Hishkinen, and I just think, wow, you're like their version of Charlie McAvoy. Not to mention they got Jason Robinson, who is more or less their version of Pasta. There's just this team that you just wonder. And Tyler Sagan, when he plays Bergeron, he enters this other level. And it doesn't hurt to have Joe Pavelski centering your, your bottom six. Like, it's just this team that finds ways to win games. Whatever Marshy talked about in that interview I mentioned, Dallas has the same mix to them. It's a team I'd watch out for in the West. All season, they've found ways to win games. And great teams find ways to win games. Bad teams find ways to lose games. So, yeah, the Jersey matchup's going to be awful, but I'm thinking Dallas and Boston. We're also going to give a shout-out to Bobby Gagne, the doctor. He's talking about us going 8-8 eight and eight in the last 16 games to finish with 121 points. Carolina needs to win 13 games in 16 games for 122 points. No one's catching us. So, yeah, we're the President's Trophy winners, essentially, is what he's saying. Um, it'd be kind of funny if they wanted to do a presentation and we just rejected it. And to close things off, we've got CEO Mark of Black and Gold Productions and of the Black and Gold Podcast, proudly sponsored by FanDuel. Congratulations to them for landing that. He's uh, got a new hashtag too, Bobby Too Many. Do you feel this would be an appropriate time for first-year head coach Jim Montgomery to play good cop, bad cop, to get a spark out of these Bruins players. Team seems like they're comfortable where they sit in standings and just want the postseason to get here. I love this question because it finally touches on a topic that the analysts, Mayweather fans, and some articles have touched on, which is adversity. I wish I talked about this weeks ago. But I never thought the adversity would come on the ice. I always thought there was going to be a challenge. It would come from the bench to the players. This is Bergeron's fourth coach, I believe. Marshy and Krejci's third as a Bruin. It's And they have a culture. They have a system. Now, I watched Montgomery's post-game conference on Tuesday. Some of the things I took away from it aren't alarming, but they are striking. He called the team um, called the team out for looking tired when they have no reason to be. He said there was no reason for them to be physically fatigued, and he included the Edmonton game in this. He talked about how they have a process and how the team's not necessarily holding up their end of the process. They're just not looking well at all as a group in all areas of the ice. And this is something as the fans we've noticed in those two games, but it almost looks like they're just taking the back seat because, you know, fuck it, we're in the playoffs. Uh, he mentioned they're a bend but don't break group, but lately they've been breaking. They've hit a wall. And I think as a coaching staff, walls exist for one reason and one reason only. Either you find a way around the wall or you find a way through the wall. And in this exact scenario, I just kept thinking about Phil Jackson's book, Eleven Rings, which is one of my favorite books. Maybe asking yourself why I'm talking about a basketball coach's book on a hockey podcast. But in that book is a really good toolkit that is the 11 principles of mindful leadership. I bring up this toolkit because I've seen it unfold throughout this Boston Bruins season. The third principle is let each player discover their own destiny. 
And we've seen this time and time again throughout the year. Uh, the two, my two favorites are Jake and Nick. I think both those players have totally taken a 180 degree turn, whether it's back to who they were, to a next level. But they're back, and that's all that matters. I think Montgomery's coaching style has let him, given them the freedom to do so. One that I really think that defines this team is how it's the eighth principle, which is keep your eye on the spirit, not on the scoreboard. And I think that's where Jim came up with them not necessarily following the process. This is a team whose third period is generally feared. And yet we saw them not only blow a lead in the third, but give up multiple goals and lose a game against a team that has no business beating us. Shout out to Chicago and their fans for filling up the stadium. The um, the chance they were doing <laughs> calling us overrated. That was funny. But the the tenth, sorry, not the tenth, the ninth principle is sometimes you have to pull out the big stick. And it's time for Jimbo to pull out that stick. This team needs to find out who their coach is when times get hard. If they're going to go on that deep playoff run, they have to know who's willing to go where and how far they're willing to push it. And I'm excited to see what Jim does, whether that's benching players, completely mixing up all the lines. I don't know. We're about to find out if Jim Montgomery is a Jack Adams winning coach, though. And I'm willing to put my money on the fact that he gets the job done. Now, I know I rambled for a longer time than usual, but I'm glad we got the hang out. So I'm going to shoot it back to the boys. You've been great. I've been Bobby. And this has been Bobby's Corner, baby. We'll see you next week. And remember, don't let these times change you. You change these fucking times, baby. Let's go, bees. Bobby's corner, six for six, batting a thousand. Holy fuck, Team USA could use him in the World Baseball Classic right now. Dude doesn't swing and miss. Holy shit, just hits home runs out of the park. That was probably one of my favorite ones, though. That he was just talking about like his weekend and stuff, and like, god damn, I can't wait to have a beer with like you, you two. Oh my god, we're gonna fucking ruin the city. Um, oh, it's gonna be electric, dude. Oh my god, I mean, you guys obviously heard my Heineken story, so imagine that on steroids. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, he did. He did. Uh, he mentioned a couple like, like he's going. He said he's going to the game tonight, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah Obviously, yeah, you guys yeah. are listening Friday, but the Winnipeg game. The dude lives ten minutes from their arena, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he can get the mojo swinging around here. Uh, in 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 our direction, it it's gonna be i don't know it's gonna be a great game tonight between winnipeg i think i think we come out on top and swayman has a good bounce back game but especially with bobby crushing beers in the, <laughs> no beer <laughs> safe. the mts center i think they call it fuck man yeah no it's it's fucking i'm so happy for him he, i and i just can't wait for the content he's gonna fucking create tonight it's just gonna be gold and um it was you know it, it sounded like he had a great weekend Happy for that dude. The dude just keeps crushing it. He's got Instagram now too, and dude's just like TikTok fully embracing well. this Bobby's corner. 
And uh, it's it's a blast to like see that he's fully embracing it because it's well deserved. The dude fucking just crushes it and then sends me an email of the audio at two in the morning. I think Winnipeg's <laughs> an hour behind though, but still one in the morning yeah. for him. What a sick fuck! But you gotta love it. You know he's ripping some fucking pints and uh, uh, just sending it with the audio. But I love it, man. He you know he brought up some good points. Uh, obviously the losing streak, the Bruins fucking clinching the playoff Saturday, which like it seems like a lot of fans are already forgetting about. <laughs> but he's bringing up, you know, how you and Shan had no luck on Sunday. I think yeah. I don't think Shan's going to any more road games till they come home. And oh no, she's going to Buffalo on Sunday, but hopefully that's a dub for her, but maybe they can get some dubs at home for uh for her too. I know she already has witnessed one, so uh yeah, it's, that was another awesome bo- Bobby's Corner. Is there anything you want to take away from Bobby's Corner? Oh, uh, not, not like uh, he just he delivers. You know, yeah, what I he mean? hits like, on he everything just, where like we don't yeah. have to like talk about. No, yeah, he just like it's it's literally like a third. Most of the stuff we talk about throughout the episode or like afterwards. Now, if we've wanted to wait to leave something to talk about after Bobby's Corner, but. Like just overall, what he's saying about the team, like you know, it's not the sky isn't a fallen. We yeah. go, we'll figure this out, you know. Like th- they're just going through a tough time right now, and it happens to the best of, uh, like, uh, best teams of all time. Like you had Montgomery today talking about how he talked to uh, Mike Babcock, that shitbag, and oh. uh, Bowman about their historic seasons, like the Detroit one and the 77 Montreal. And I was like, first of all, I was like, oh, just casually name dropping like two of the, in the hockey world, like greatest yeah. co- coaches of all time situation. Yeah, put in an air quotes, legendary coaches. Yeah, yeah, like towards the old guys hockey club, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, just like the fact that he's calling these guys and like now he's got a relationship with bill belichick if things go really bad like you know what i mean like it yeah. there's a lot of people that bounce off of like <clears throat> they, they were talking about how um like he, he has never been through anything like this before either so it's like he's got to yeah. figure out what what i love this is that he's coach. yeah exactly and what i love is that He's not scared to use his resources. He'll swallow his pride and ask like mm. what he could do, what they think he could do differently and whatnot. Cause the dude wants to learn still. And um, it's been a magical season. I don't think he ever expected this. So yeah, for him to openly lean on guys like big names like that, that's massive. That's awesome for him. Cause he's going to, he's still learning as a head coach and he obviously had a great college career uh, he he had a great year with uh, Dallas till he got let go, and he hasn't fucking skipped a beat basically since he joined the Bruins. And they hit this little skid, and he, I, <laughs> I think he's trying. <laughs> sorry, I think he's trying to figure out how to ride this fine line between being basically a Bruce Cassidy and a Jim Montgomery, like kind of good cop bad cop, as uh as Mark mentioned in the AMA for um for uh, Bobby's corner. Yeah. It, I think he's trying to find like ride that line and like see how far he can push them because obviously with the way Cassidy did things it just didn't work out and you can see how much more relaxed. I mean, I thought the other night one of your best players was Jake DeBrusque. Um mm-hmm. and you see like the bounce back year he's having. I mean, it all started... last like or, <laughs> sorry, continue. No, just like since the Winter Classic and then obviously you see how much he's like interacting. Like when he was out, he was up in the booth talking. Like typically before, he would kind of go into hiding if he was like injured or like 
having a bad game. I mean, remember last year he just like barely spoke to media, and then this year he's just like he's he's in the booth with Jack and Brick. He's like he's throwing. He's in the locker room, fucking hyping the boys up, reading the lineup and stuff like that. So he's just he he's got his mojo back, and I think a lot of it stems from a coach like <laughs> Jim Montgomery and. I think with players like that, it's important to learn what fine line you can ride, but also you have, was it 21, 22 other players to appease to. So it's like, you got to figure it out as well with those guys, what it takes to get them going. But that's also where the assistant coaches come in hand and stuff like that. But Jim Montgomery's learning. Uh, I think by him openly asking other coaches for advice and help and all that it's really going to benefit him in the long run especially in this playoff stretch that the fellas have coming up in mid-may yeah and like sorry i'm just looking up um what's it called jake debrusque's last 12 games whoops uh since he's been back um from injury he has nine points in 12 games and that also has a three-game skid where he was a plus player of Buffalo, New York, and Edmonton, where I think Edmonton he did he got he got hit hard by um by Ekholm right in the deck to be honest. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was just he was a dash two in that night, and then like the next game in Detroit he didn't look that great, and then they moved him around uh, down to Coils Line. He had that goal, he still didn't look like that great, so he hasn't like looked himself this past like six games. But even in that, so like. 12 of those or sorry six of those 12 games he's got like nine points you know what i mean like this this guy he he's been great all year what a bounce back season for him um and when and he came in when the lineup too like yeah like he, even when he doesn't really have it it kind of seems like he has it sorry i was no sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i was just um i was just saying like when he jumped back into the lineup it seemed like he didn't skip a beat you know Mm-hmm. He was fucking yeah. buzzing out there. Oh yeah, like his first, his first one, two, three. His first four. two games, he had a goal. Yeah, his first four game or three games back, he had a goal. First four games back, he had a point, at least a point, and he was a yeah. plus in every game up until that Edmonton game where he's kind of like struggled a little. But like in saying that, he still put up, he still put up three points, two points in his last four games where he hasn't been great but he's still like contributing and doing what he can for the lineup which is exactly what you want out of a player like him right now no exactly um i just i think it's important to get a guy like sorry if you hear me fucking peeing <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at my other screen i didn't even notice you wash it. um i i'm a man that can just do it all a man of many yeah. tricks uh but yeah i think he, he, that's a you got to remember in 2019 when they went on that massive Stanley Cup run, uh, how important he was to the team and how great of a playoff he was having, and even playoffs previously. And what that was the same year where was that the same year or was it the year after when that shit bag? Well, I actually like Kadri now, but was that when Kadri concussed him pretty good? Was that yeah? Yeah, Bobby was talking about that in his corner too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And yeah. um. You know, he wasn't really the same since then, especially come playoff time. But the dude, uh, I think that's a huge factor, a huge key. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit different, too, when you're playing with two of the best players on your team. And yeah, a legend and, like. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, he didn't didn't have a great game in Edmonton. They bumped him down to the line with Coyle. And I forget what goal he set up in that game. 
the first Detroit game. I can't really remember. <laughs> um, yeah, because didn't Tyler Bertuzzi jump up with? Uh... Oh no, yeah, Bertuzzi he... and Zaka swapped. That's what it was. Yeah, and then sorry, yeah, and then the game after the one I saw is where Bertuzzi was playing with um, Bergeron and Marshawn, and that's where Jake DeBrusk was like he got the goal on Charlie Coyle's line. That breakaway yeah. goal. Yeah, which yeah, was nice to see. He was shooting fifty percent that night. He only had two shots. That's crazy. Wild. <laughs> His first game back, he shot thirty three percent. His first fucking game back, and that this is, is the guy. Uh, like this is why why I'm saying this. People listening is because this is a guy that puts up seven, six shots a night. Some nights, like, like <laughs> yeah, his no, average is like not... four or five shots a night. So like yeah. him shooting fifty and thirty percent is like insane. Um. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like I, I'm like, I love that he's not scared to shoot, and that's like, that's where even like, more I mean... so now with Monty, like he's <laughs> not afraid at all. Which game was it where Coyle passed it up too many times? Was that the Edmonton game? That was the first Detroit game, or no? That was the Edmonton game. Yeah, because yeah, Edmonton yeah, game. and he fucking made one too many passes, and like guys like Zaka has talked about how he wants to um shoot a little bit more. A guy like Coyle should shoot more, uh, and a guy like when you have a guy like Tabrusk who's not scared to shoot it, you love to see that. <laughs> yeah, he'll rip that thing too. Like when he scored that goal against Who's So Live, I was just like, oh god, you could like hear it rip off the post and it was just like beautiful you could just tell how much he put into that shot and then i watched it on the yeah. replay after and it was just like uh that that move he has that breakaway move he does is so good another He's thing so too good at it oh i know another thing too like pa- pasternak and his i know we, we'll kind of skip over the chicago game because it was just a bad game for everyone nobody had it that uh, you know it it is what it is you lose a stinker like that yeah you couldn't um, hold a fucking lead to save your life. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, like it was not going anyone's way. You, you, I could tell when Allmark let in that one first goal where a guy just kind of like skated into the, into the net. Sorry. I was like, yeah, this is not their night. <laughs> in the, I think Raycroft put a tweet out like that's the first time all season. Or no, first time since November, whatever, that he's let, let up five goals. Or, yeah. or was is that what it was? More than three, yeah. Yeah, like that's yeah, fucking... And that, that was that Pittsburgh game too where we came back and almost won and that's the thing like yeah you can say the keep saying the cliches like they're never out of it okay that's fine all those things are true but you also have to remember like this sucks right now these are the games where like the players are walking onto the bus and monty does not even stick his head up you know what i mean like if he hears a beer crack Oh God, yeah. if, if anybody's trying to hide a beer crack on that bus or those plane <laughs> rides, like those are the ones where like you make the players know like, Hey, we're, this one sucks. This one hurts. And we're not going to let this happen again. Why I think, and th- for that reason, and Bobby motherfucking Brewski being in the building, I think the boys take out a dub tonight. Fucking rights. Uh, three to one, as you said to us earlier, I took yeah. the under as well. You took, I'll the take four two, two, but three to one is what I want. Yeah, yeah, no. So that's a huge bounce back game for Sway, right? Yeah, I got a hundred bucks on. Or no, what is it? Oh no, I I also I put a hundred bucks on the Bruins straight up because they are like minus one fifty five. Yeah, I, I took the I took them to win in regulation, which was mo- like minus one twenty, I think. Yeah, I'm Something looking like that. So minus one fifty five makes sense. <laughs> when I put my bets in. Also, sorry for all the coughing folks. Uh, um, okay, so FanDuel has this still at 
minus 128 for the under uh when i forget what other app i i oh i checked out another app called fliff they had yeah. they had a like plus 125 plus 105 for the under uh, i think that changed obviously once they announced swayman was in that so obviously mm-hmm. some some betting websites don't have that much faith in it but i'd imagine hollabuck's going to start yeah, he is. The starting goalies are Hellebuck and Swayman. Yeah. Another thing, too, uh, I'm going to give a, a future. Well, not like a future future, but for people listening on Friday or Saturday before the Minnesota game, I'm taking a draw, dude. It's going to be like plus 300. Minnesota has been playing really good. I think Allmark's going to have a bounce-back game, and they've got like two good goalies in Minnesota right now, but they're not scoring goals. I think it's like a 1-1 overtime went like someone's gonna win two one in overtime or three two so if like just going to fast forward just so in case you don't see the tweet on saturday um i'm going the under in the minnesota game and i'm going for a straight up tie which is a draw Ooh. whatever yeah 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 it's big so. money when you hit them it's big money oh when you dude hit it really is and like that's kind of like we're I would see like that's the kind of game where like no goal in the first 10 minutes hammer that yeah yeah fucking yeah. hammer that or like the under on shots, if you're an under shots person. Another one too, if you're a prop bet person, take the Brooks over in shots every game. You're bound to hit it like four out of five games at this point. Yeah. Because he is just, his over is 2.5. I have right here out of his last 12 games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Only two games he didn't hit that. So it's like free money if you want it. <laughs> oh, you're muted. Shit, there we go. I'm trying to... I keep forgetting to mute myself when I cough, and then I fuck. Uh, No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I might have to go put that bed in once we finish this, because that's that seems like a fucking steal. Yeah, and like, yeah. And like, like especially when he's gripping the stick tight, like, before Detroit, he didn't score in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games, so... He's he's gonna be one and he's gonna be one another one after that Detroit one, especially after having a shitty game in Chicago. But yeah, so for the boozy bets, this is a boozy bets future. I don't want to call it a future because it's not really a future. I guess like I don't even it's, know what to call it. But the boozy bets Saturday night pick is yeah. If uh, you want to get in on it before, you know, yeah, because the odds on Friday you should be able to get the odds for Saturday because it's a two o'clock game, uh, one o'clock. 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock local, Minnesota time, uh, mountain time, whatever the fuck those people. <laughs> whack jobs. <laughs> but, those um, fucking weirdos. Yeah, from Minnesota. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you should be able to get the odds Friday night if you're, like, if you're like me and a complete psycho and put your bets in the night before because you want better odds and you gamble on whether people are going to play their starters or not. Because that's a fun fucking game to play too. Sometimes I'll pick like like last night I took Ottawa at plus one thirty at home, but I think they're playing their backup against Colorado tonight, so I'm kind of sweating that one. Out. Oh Jesus! Yeah. But I didn't know that last night, right? And the odds were so good. I was like Ottawa at home after like four games, a four game losing streak on the road. Like those are pretty. It's pretty good odds against a banged up Colorado team. No, it is. Uh, it certainly is, but. And I'm a psycho. I love taking the coyotes and the mullet. So if you could ever get like a plus 300 against like Toronto, for example, I always fucking take that shit. Always. No, definitely. Uh, 
Yeah, because I mean, if if you if you guys want to hop in on it as you're listening Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday night, whatever on St. Patty's Day, hammer. I would say hammer that because it is a two o'clock game, uh, assuming you're Eastern time. Uh, it is a two o'clock game here, so make sure you get those bets in. Um, uh, we'll, we'll we'll make sure to tweet it out. Are we gonna bet against the Bruins? I feel like we have to at some point. We kind of do because, like, I might take Buffalo at home because they're gonna be yeah. plus money, and like, that's just like, come on. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm also like, but that's also a game where Boston could go off and win eight to one. You know what I mean? Like, where they have that's one also of those a game games. where you, you might think that uh, some players might get some rest that Sunday or like play less minutes, and mm. the Sabers are. I mean, they're probably out of it right now. Send Bergie and Cratch home on a private jet. Play eleven and seven. Yeah, yeah. Get some Laurel and fucking Lauco in there. I do want the Bruins to get a win for Shan because she'll be there. How far? Yeah, dude. Not seeing Hampus Lindholm live sucked ass. Oh, that was. I swear that's why they lost. I literally couldn't stop thinking about it when I was in the arena. I was like, (laughs) dude, this game would be so much different if Lindholm was in. And real quick. Do you want to do you want to do this because Cliffy Hockey has been garbage lately. Do you want to shit on him? You've been waiting for this all year. <laughs> I, 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 might, I might. We don't want to shit on the players. But yeah, I was gonna say it's like just a joke between us. It was like bound to happen, but it, you gotta you better believe it. If he's fucking still sucking dick by this time next week, I'm gonna fucking torture that motherfucker. Oh, then yeah, you, if he's playing like, cause for me, I have. Orloff, McAvoy, uh, Lindholm, Carlo, Forbert, Clifton as your game one starter. Um, yeah. As your game one D starters, which sucks for Grizzly, but like it's literally just a numbers game and you can easily slot him in in game two. <laughs> and I think he's going to be a little more ready to go. I don't know. But um, yeah, I just, Clifton, if he's doing this, like it's like Grizzly better be taking reps on the right side a lot. Like fucking. Yeah. And he's practice every practice. Sunday. Yeah, and yeah. he's played his offside Sunday, and he was fucking brutal. Was yeah. it Sunday or was it Saturday? No, Saturday, the Saturday, Saturday game. Yeah, 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 Saturday, because he blew a fucking tire. Yeah, and... dude, I, I know we got the Forbert lovers out there, but, like, I saw some of the underlying 5-on-5 numbers. Fucking scary. Yeah. Him, and, him, and, for, him and Clifton have not been good <laughs> for the past, like, couple months. Yeah, I, I they think were, a... but. Yeah, I think that's a line or a pairing that you kind of have to look into and, and find a way to kind of rejuvenate them. I think Forbort's kind of hitting a little bit of a bump lately. He hasn't even been that solid on the PK, too, as we expect him to be. So, I so don't know. What do, what do you think about this? I have a theory that guys like guys like Clifton can take a night off, but guys like Grizzly and Forbert, they need to be in the lineup every night to yeah, play I think, consistent. I think – what you saw from Grizzly, him being health bombed one night, I think it seems like it really messed with his mental game as well, but his just his game in general. Um, like when you're breaking a stick, you can't do much. And like I understand people blow tires, but like the way that he blew that tire, look, you know what I mean? He's like best skater on the team. It was just like so un. un- all he had to do was get the puck deep, like, but he yeah. tried a little bit too much because it, it seems like he just he's gonna try to make that one extra move to show monty why he should be in the lineup every night but like the guys like that when i don't know say top five paired like defensemen on the team maybe even just like fighting for that sixth spot i think that's 
the most important when you simplify your game and when you do have your chances in the ozone that are like clear as day you make the best of it but yeah i mean you do have the luxury of like you know trying some new things and and you know but i just sorry go no i was just i was just gonna say like like i think you have to pick and choose where it's like it just seemed like he was gripping the stick too tight and trying a little bit too much and overthinking where it's important for a guy like him who's undersized just to simplify his game because he's such a good skater where if he just simplifies it, gets the puck in deep, if, if you know, eventually pulls off some moves, you know, uses his skate ability, skating ability because he rides that blue line so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Instead of just trying to make that one extra play, just like kind of simplify it. And he's got a decent shot for like an undersized player and he can make passes like – <laughs> he's like a watered down version of Krug. And I know that's what everyone wanted him to be when Krug left, but essentially not, wasn't going to be the case. He's Better not... defensively, but yes, like, yeah. like you, you, you trade off a little offensive ability for defensive ability with the yeah. two of them. <clears throat> yeah. And <clears throat> um, I just, I think he tries a little too much offensively when you don't necessarily need to, when you got guys like fucking Orlov, Lindholm, McAvoy, like you don't necessarily have to try that. Yeah, and um, fuck, I was just trying to see which defense I was. Getting, what I was about to cut you off and ask you another question, or like double down the question on, is how do you feel if Clifton? Because we've all been saying the same thing, right? Like Grizzlick's out. It's not because we hate him as a player. Blah blah blah. Like we we love Grizzlick and what he can do, but Orloff just gives you a little bit more, a little bit more. I don't know what it is, but he just gives you a little bit more of it. What do you think of if Clifton keeps downward slots like sliding like this about uh, putting Orloff and Lindholm together who work really well? We've all seen that so far. Keeping Grizzlick with Mac and putting Carlo and Forbert together, where then you can <coughs> shelter um, Grizzlick and Forbert's minutes. Carlo always has a left-handed shot to play with him in one of the three of those players because he's played with Grizzlick before. Like, to me, when I start thinking about it, I think that's more of a better option for me. Like, yeah, you put Carlo down on the third pair, but you know he's going to get top four minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's playing the bottom. Yeah. Because just because he's playing the bottom pairing doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to play bottom six minutes. He's he's still going to get his PK time. He's still going to, you know, it's all about matchups too, especially when you have the home ice. But yeah, no, I, I love those lines. If Clifton keeps spiraling on this downward slope, then absolutely. Clifton's a healthy scratch tonight. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. rightfully so, I feel like. Uh, yeah, he would be the – Carlo's back in with Lindholm. So then you have okay, Grizz, so we'll, Grizz and Mac, and then you must have <coughs> Orbert. I don't like that Forbert and Orlov pairing. I'd rather have Orlov, Lindholm, and just have a complete shutdown pair of Forbert and Cl- Carlo. Because you know Carlo will bail, bail out Forbert. Yeah, yeah, you might get a one one a a goal. Yeah, you might get a shitty goal in the playoffs that you're like, wow, why is this a pair? But yeah, I, you know what I mean. Like it's sometimes you got it's the price you got to pay to have the best players in the lineup. And like Clifton's been great all year, but we've noticed before in p- past years, like when you shelter his minutes, he doesn't play as well. He needs to be playing like 16, 17 minutes a night, which is odd for a third pairing defenseman. Yeah, he's he's a guy who needs to know his role and kind of get into that routine throughout the game to play his best, it seems like. But this is kind of the this is the kind of Clifton that you were kind of waiting to implode like all season long. And it took him basically what 60 plus games to 
you know, yeah. show what old Cliffy hockey was used to be like. So yeah, like that goal, that goal with him and Allmark, like Allmark, he just, the, that player just like slid it under Allmark's pads and oh, Clifton yeah. just stopped skating. It was like the first goal. I think I was like, dude, what is that? Like you yeah. can't stop skating like that. No, you can't give up on a play, especially when you're fighting for fucking ice time and to be in the lineup night in and night out. So, and that, there was another play on another goal where, him and uh forbert sorry um they like got mixed up in coverage and like forbert just like ended up spinning around three times the guy just like shot it through his skates and it was just like Uh, what are we doing guys i don't even remember that yeah it was later in the game oh so i must have been passed out or high by then yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um all right buddy well i mean we're an hour away till puck drop basically let you get your dinner uh wash up and all that this was a fun one. This, I mean, it was nice to hear about your experience. It was nice that Bobby just fucking let it rip in Bobby's oh, corner, yeah. and now he's gonna let it rip at the fucking what's the arena's name? I think it's the MTS Center. Yeah, uh, whatever. It's Something irrelevant. Like fucking. They still have the Queen like up, like a picture of the Queen. I'm pretty oh, really? sure. They, yeah, like they used to do that in old arenas back in the day in Canada. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. So, yeah, hopefully Bobby, I mean, not hopefully, he will fucking rip it up tonight. Bobby Brewski never fucking disappoints. Make sure you give Bobby Brewski a follow at Bobby Brewski, B-O-B-B-I-E-B-R-E-W-S-K-I. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, I'll put it in the description for the pod, too, so make sure you follow along. Get in on the AMAs that he has. Um that he does. I mean, every Wednesday night he records Bobby's corner for us and he lets it fucking rip. So if you want to be part of that, make sure you shoot him a follow. Brett, do you want to say your goodbyes, plug anything, say uh get off your yeah. damn chest? Yeah, uh it was an awesome it was awesome seeing the guys, even though you know the outcome wasn't what I expected, but it was cool to see them almost make a comeback, you know, being a fan of hockey. It's it's like it, putting the tip in and then she's like, All right, you're done. Yeah, exactly. So I got a little bit of fun at least. But, uh, so yeah, it was nice. It was nice meeting the people that I did at the game. Um, uh, they were super cool. And yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, if you don't already, it's at Brett Howard, B-R-E-T-T-H-O-W-A-R-D underscore. Yeah. Other than that, go Bruins. Oh, you mean Twitter? Yeah. Did, what did I yeah. say? You said Instagram. Oh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. There's too many people have been following me on Instagram too. So I'm just like that. I had that in my head because I was looking at Bobby's before. Yeah. I, that's why like we're finally, <laughs> yeah. we're finally Instagram friends because of Bobby fucking. Yeah. I know. I was just like, Oh shit, there's booze. Yeah. No, I was like looking at like who followed him to see like, Oh, is anyone I know? But you know, we got our boy Dana who's fucking buying a lot of merch. I think he's up in New York. Great fucking guy. So yeah. Um, shout out to him. He gave me a follow back. But I'm like trying to see. Oh, we got Barely Carol. I actually don't even know his real name. I I know they said it on uh Andrew's pod, but I'm just drawing oh, a yeah. blank right now. Um, yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah, so but there's a, with names that is it as oh, it is, man. I'm so fucking I I barely remember my fucking name. Are you kidding me? I know, dude. I have to, like, (laughs) think about names in my head. Like, I have to say them three times before I can, like, say them out loud because I'm going to fuck this up. You know what I'm really bad at now that we're, like, talking about is, like, when I meet someone, I'm so fucking focused on the handshake that I don't even pay (laughs) attention to their fucking name. And then, like, (laughs) like, 10 minutes later, they're like, oh, Nick. I'm like, yeah, what's up? man what's up dude yeah yeah you know i'm just so bad at that 
Or like, I'll do this thing where like someone will say their name and I'm like, yep, okay, I got that. And I'll say it in my head once and then I'll just like turn around and I'm like, I have no fucking idea yeah, what that yeah. person's I'm name so is. I'm so bad with that. <laughs> i'll just because i was same thing i was like am i being okay am i being weird like you're shaking their hand right like you're thinking yeah. all these things like and as a like, man as i'll, a I'll man, do like is, was it was it was it kim or was it like another k name you know what i mean oh, like yeah, i'll yeah, play yeah. that game in my head for like so long after like, <laughs> especially as a man like you're so focused on the handshake because for some reason like men like fucking pride themselves on that like i could really give two shits if you think i fucking give a i'd rather have a good dap up you know Oh yeah, nothing you gets can my dick dab, harder than oh, that. Oh, Good that man. a crack off the bat and like a puck going off the post. Those are three noises that just uh love. Oh, and cracking open a beer, of course. Oh yeah. Like hashtag a, no beer is safe. Yo, no. shout out to everyone using the hashtag no beer is safe. It's just all our shit. I went back and scrolled through time to yeah. try and get to like the top. It's just us. So this is what's up. This is our Good little man. trademark uh hashtag out here no beer safe no lead is safe no joint or pipe or whatever you're smoking is safe we yeah. got this shit i was wall. showing my buddy like all the hashtag like all the people using that and it slowed down as of lately mostly probably because you know i don't really drink during the week and then um mm -hmm. and we've had some matinee games which like sometimes i just like don't really want to drink during a matinee game but like last week well, i yeah, was at a bridal you're wasted shower. by like five yeah and that was basically me last saturday because i was at a bridal shower and it was fucking open bar at the place so shout out mimosa. to mimosa mimosa boosie and uh mimosa and then i what i switched i switched to some fucking miller light so you know no mimosa no beer was safe so i just yeah. let it fucking rip i mean it's you're an asshole if you don't take advantage of an open bar i mean you're also oh, an yeah. asshole if you do take advantage of an open bar but sometimes people have to learn the hard way when boosie's there no open bar so if anyone ever invites me to their wedding do not do an open bar yeah. <laughs> but yeah um i'm looking forward like it's been fun interacting with people like you said if you see bobby at the game tonight fucking dab the mans up give him a hug whatever you want give him a kiss fucking go home with him whatever you want to do just yeah interact with bobby yeah, welcome was, anything yeah yeah uh it was cool that you got to interact with some people there i'm going to the game on march 28th i believe yeah haley's going to that shout out haley uh shan is going to that too so that'll be a fun interaction they're probably scared to drink with me i'm going with my best oh, buddy yeah. i'm going with my best buddy the og stack guy loots so that'll be a fucking hell of a night because last time i went to a game with him was opening night and he puked all over my house puked all over <laughs> my house and uh hopefully he doesn't do that again because it is a fucking tuesday night but we'll yeah. see but yeah, if you see me at the game, obviously we're like what week at two, week and a half, two weeks away, whatever from that. So um, yeah. obviously I'll tweet about that and whatnot, and maybe interact with some more people. But the interactions have been fun. I've been rambling on long enough. Make sure you use our hashtag No Beer Safe. What me, Brett, and Bobby have going on is something special. It's a lot of fun interacting with you guys. So let's keep. It's been a fun season. So let's keep it going. Uh, make sure you chime in on Boosty Bets. Show us your Boosty Bets. Yeah, uh, is what, I was you gonna know. say that. You, we're yep. using that hashtag too. What is it? Just yep. hashtag B O O S Y B E T S. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. all it is. Uh, I'll tweet it out every two to three hours before the game. Sometimes if, make sure you follow us because sometimes I'll even put out a live tweet. You know, yeah. Typically when the Bruins are down to nothing, you can bank on a fucking yeah. comeback. They're even like still favorites when they fucking are down to nothing. 
yeah like i so in the the detroit boston game i know we didn't post these ones but i took them live when they were down by two and then i took them uh when they were down by one and then i took them when they were tied so it was just like a triple fucking payout in the end yeah which is a good strategy if you have a team like the bruins but sometimes <laughs> they'll bite you in the ass yeah, like don't bank on it too much, but it's, yeah, it's certainly that's just me being decision. a degenerate trying to make my money back after taking the Bruins by two in a regulation. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. So we can't win them all, baby. But ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for episode 24, 24, 25, something like that. A little something, something like that. But that'll actually, in my fucking, yeah, this is episode 24. That'll wrap it up for episode 24. Shout out to all the folks using our hashtags, interacting with us. Make sure you follow Brett. Make sure you follow me. It'll be in the um, description for the podcast. Make sure you follow Bobby. Bobby crushed beers tonight. I know you'll make us proud. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, we love you all. Stay cool. Peace. Let's go, Bruce. Because I'm t-